Hello, everyone, and welcome to Friend Diagram. This is the podcast where two friends catch up and find common ground between their favorite media. I'm Remy. I'm Kat. And today we will be wrapping up our discussion of Ted Lasso, originally discussed by Remy in episode 11 and updated in episode 33. Warning, spoilers ahead. What's up, Kat? Not much. It's been a big week, though. We just had our Ted Lasso finale. So, yeah, it was I'm a big really week. Really excited to unpack that. Yeah, I started my new job. You did start so your that's new job. A big thing. Has that been fun <laughs> it's been, and exciting? It's been exciting. It's been weird starting a job remotely from yeah. the outset. This is my first time doing that, like not starting out in person. So it's been kind of interesting just floating out in space and not knowing what's going on and just doing my best. <laughs> How was your week? My week was good. Yeah, just general work anxiety, but not not anything unmanageable. Mm-hmm. Had to work some late nights this week. I did start one of the novels I discussed last week. I did not start Users. Um, but I did start Seaplane on Final Approach. That's kind of what I was feeling this week. And it is really good so far. I'm loving the just like general design of the book. Like the line spacing is Mm -hmm. perfect. The font is perfect. And the page numbers are super tiny, which I really like because then I'm not focused on what page I'm on. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I just really like the book design. Shout out to whoever figured that out at the publishing company. Was that the yellow one? No, it's not the yellow one. That's the Supper Club one. Mm. Um, the Seaplane book is the one about Alaska. And mm-hmm. I said that it made me think of White Lotus, but in Alaska. Um, yeah, I'm eager to hear what you think of it, because that sounded like something I'd like. Yeah. it. So far, I'm really liking the writing style. I find it like very enjoyable to read. The mm-hmm. main character is like... Just like this funny kind of, I I don't know. I don't know if she's a reliable narrator yet, but I'm just really enjoying reading her thought process. Oh, fun. Where I'm at right now, she's like making a list of things she thinks are sleazy. And Mm -hmm. it's like things that you wouldn't think about. So she's like, four-door sedans are sleazy. And I'm like, (laughs) I would love to unpack this with you because I find this fascinating that's fun yeah so i'm really liking the main character so far yeah i gotta get back to the bookstore it's been too long yes i also just need to wrap up my current book so i can move on to something else yeah i'm so close to the end nice Mm -hmm. yeah you also did a very fun and exciting thing this week at the movies, didn't you? I did. Yes, thank you. Um, I went and saw Bottle Rocket this week, which I loved. I really enjoyed it. And as I mentioned last week, our local cinema is doing like a Wes Anderson 101 where they show a Wes Anderson film. And then afterwards, there's a discussion with a, um, he is a film PhD candidate. And He did a great job. The poor guy, they could not get his slides up and running. (laughs) So he just like gave us a a discussion type talk. It was amazing. He took questions fantastically. And he also shared this like introduction to a book about Wes Anderson films that was written by Michael Chabon. Oh, wow. And it was so good. Let me see if I can find the quote really quick. Remember that time you ate his book in your sleep? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I was having a weird week that week. That's one of my favorite stories about you. <laughs> yeah, I was asleep and I fell asleep with my copy of um, the Yiddish Policeman's Union. Mm-hmm next to me and in my sleep I must have been hungry or dreaming that I was eating and I ripped out a page of my book and woke up with it in my mouth so (laughs) it it was a lot wow Um, okay here it is grief at full scale is too big for us to take in 
it literally cannot be comprehended. And he talks about how, like, Wes Anderson allows us to comprehend things by not, like, making the moments of grief in his movies, like, too in your face. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was a really beautiful way to say that. Next week, we're watching The Royal Tenenbaums, and then... That's what I thought. Uh, That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. And then we're finishing up with Grand Budapest, and Mm -hmm. then... As you mentioned last week, that'll lead us right into Asteroid City. Yeah. Which they showed the trailer for that beforehand, and it got me really hyped. I've seen it on, like, my phone, but watching Mm -hmm. the trailer in a theater just hit different. (laughs) Of course. I'm, like, obsessed with that color scheme recently. Oh, really? I've just been obsessed with, like, that, like, bright pink, orange, and, like, teal color scheme Mm -hmm. recently. Okay. Um, I showed you that, like, tapestry I ordered, and it's also in that color scheme that they're kind of using for Asteroid City. And I was like, this is everything. I'm so excited. (laughs) The man can build a palette, that's for sure. It's amazing. I'm glad you... I'm glad the first screening and discussion went really well. I would wish I could be there so badly for the Tenenbaums (sighs) one. Even if I could just, like, ask a bunch of questions about Gene Hackman. (laughs) Come on! Fly here! You could do it. God, that would Just be so Just get here fun. by Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's really cool because the person who's leading the discussion, his PhD work is focused on animation. And Wes Anderson takes a lot of concepts from animation and applies them to live action. And sometimes animation. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited to hear what he has to say about that as we move forward in the filmography. Yeah, same. Yeah. Interesting. I won't do it justice on the pod because I'm still learning a lot. But But did you check out some of those um, YouTube channels I recommended to you? Yes. I've been trying to watch one every morning. And so far, I've only been successful one day this week. But Well, that's better than nothing. Um, Mm -hmm. I watched Thomas Flight's the one about Dune's score. I can't remember exactly what it is. It's not the why does Dune sound like that video, but mm-hmm. I opted for a slightly shorter one. And it talks about all of these motifs that Hans Zimmer uses in the Dune score. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I never would have picked up on any of this. And it like made me cry. <laughs> I was like, Aww. this is so amazing. And so mm-hmm. now I'm really excited to view dune again after like watching some videos about the like technique behind it because Mm -hmm. it's extremely thoughtful in a way that i hadn't realized before and i'm really excited about it yeah thomas flight in particular has a lot of excellent content about dune yeah he's got the one about sand the sand screens Mm -hmm. and the vfx he has the one that i sent you and recommended on the sound mixing and editing that is uh, like one of the best YouTube videos I've ever seen. I've watched it, I think, three times now. I just think it's incredible. He does amazing work. Yeah. And um, he recently had this one video out about a modern versus postmodern versus metamodern cinema. Yeah, I have that saved to my playlist. It was amazing. A lot of it is kind of constructed around everything everywhere all at once Mm, as a key example mm -hmm. so it might be less easy to understand if you haven't seen that Mm -hmm. but i thought it was excellent i'm really excited i also like the like production of those videos it must take him so long to put those together Mm -hmm. wow amazing he does great work he has a podcast that he does with another YouTube video essayist whose channel's name is Like Stories of Old, and their podcast is called Cinema of Meaning. Yeah, I have some of those saved as well. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. And then I've got some saved from Lessons from the Screenplay. Is that what that channel is called? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about those as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to get more in the habit of fitting in one of those as well. And maybe even trying to fit one in on my lunch break as like a Mm. dedicated break to learn something new. I would do that at work sometimes when I 
was trapped inside and had mm-hmm. to find a place to eat, but there's nowhere to eat. So I would just eat alone in the stairwell <laughs> and watch a video and be like, just talk to me about Denis. This sucks. <laughs> oh, I know. Amazing stuff from me. <laughs> and now you get to eat in the comfort of your own home, your own mm-hmm. domicile. Oh, cat! Why do I admit these things out loud? <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we get into our discussion? Yeah, I think we shall. So, like Kat said, we're going to be kind of wrapping up our final thoughts on Ted Lasso as a series, and a bit more specifically, Ted Lasso Season 3, because... The finale just aired this week, and so we will be giving some of our thoughts on that and our thoughts on the series as a whole and uh, kind of how we think this season fits into the overall arc of that series, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this was originally discussed in episode 11. If you want to hear Remy's initial discussion on season one, you can go back and listen to that. And then we updated that on episode 33 once I actually got around to watching it. It took me a really <laughs> long time to get around to it, but I absolutely loved the first season and found it really like just they knocked it out of the park. So yeah, definitely go back and listen to those discussions if you are new and uh, would like to kind of hear about more about the first season I guess but yeah do you think we should kind of start out by just kind of ranking the seasons to kind of introduce kind of where this fits into our general impression of the seasons yeah I think that'd be good to contextualize it um since yeah we obviously gave our extended opinions on season one before but kind of didn't get around to discussing season two on its own before this third season premiered so in terms of all of the seasons i would say if i had to choose the second season is my favorite i just really liked the way they fleshed out more of the characters that Mm -hmm. i enjoyed but only kind of got a small impression of in the first season while taking other people in new directions Mm -hmm. and adding depth to people's backstories. I think that was a great strength of season two. So I enjoyed that one a lot. Very closely, though, behind that is season one, because I think season one is just great. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, what hooked everyone. And it was funny and enjoyable and just uh, a refreshing offering in the (laughs) television space. And then I would say the third season is definitely my least favorite uh, out of the three. So for me, it was kind of marked a distinct decline in quality. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I would say Two and one are close at the top, and then there's a drop-off before three, and that's my overall ranking. Yeah, I will say that mine is very similar. So I would rank them actually in order, um, Mm -hmm. with one being um, my favorite, the second season being a very, very close second. I loved watching all of the characters grow. I love that they fit in therapy sessions into the second season. That was like a real strength, and I think that modeling therapy sessions in a media space was just like really valuable for I don't know I just think that therapy can seem really overwhelming and it is really overwhelming but I think watching someone grow to appreciate the benefit of a therapist is like just really powerful and it kind of like mimicked my own journey with therapy and I just I just really liked that and found it extremely valuable. So season two is a very, very close second. And then, um, like you said, I I feel like season three was definitely not as strong as the other two. And I think they tried to take on too much. I know that when season three was starting out, they were saying that Jason Sudeikis and the creators of the show really wanted each character to have like their own complete arc. And that's just a lot to fit into 
a season. And mm-hmm. um, there's so many characters by this point yes, that it's really, really hard to like truly focus in on each character. And the beauty of seasons one and two is that you're following these like this like set of characters and really exploring them deeply. And I wish that they had done that with season three because I just felt like some of the territory they covered here was so like tired. Like I didn't really think we needed to be following like Keely and Roy and Jamie as closely as Mm -hmm. we were throughout the season. And that Mm -hmm. could have left a lot of space for exploring other characters that we don't know as well. And I think that it would have made the season a little bit stronger. Yeah, I completely agree. I definitely got that like spread too thin feeling Mm -hmm. across the third season. And because we weren't able to go in depth into like a small handful of characters, we got a more surface level treatment for a lot of them. And I think because it was so surface level, it felt really formulaic Mm -hmm. and kind of derivative Mm -hmm. of the show itself, if that makes sense. Um, And sort of like the show becoming too self-aware of what they think people like about it Mm -hmm. and magnifying those aspects too much to the point where it becomes uh, very unsubtle and no longer deft in the way that I enjoyed previously. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are like the overall impressions that I got a lot from time to time during the third season. So yeah, I think... I'm glad they wrapped it after three seasons, which is like something I said even before the third season started airing, because I remember people saying that, that was the original intent was mm-hmm. to have a, an arc over the course of three seasons. And I think that was like a perfectly adequate length of runway for this story. I'm glad they didn't, you know, decide to drag it out even longer. Yeah. And Although I think that season three was definitely the weakest of all of the seasons, like it did have some really standout moments for me. Like I really enjoyed certain episodes. I enjoyed certain character arcs. And like, that's not to say that it was bad or anything. It's just not. I think that had we gone back to basics and done those like really nice micro stories for each character would have been a little bit stronger and focused in on some characters that we hadn't seen yet. Like, I think we could have given Colin more limelight and uh, Obasanya more limelight. And like, I think that there was really area to dig into. And they also spent so much time like teasing at things that like fans want or things like that. And like, I felt kind of annoyed with that especially after the finale. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I just kind of didn't see where some things were going. I guess so. But I will say, having seen the finale, I was generally satisfied with how they rounded off everyone's character arcs. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought, like, none of them stood out to me as completely out of character, you know? Like, I'm really glad. I guess we should say double down spoilers for sure for the end of Ted Lasso. Um, I'm really glad Ted went home. I would have been like really uh, incredulous if that hadn't been his end point. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for example, I think that I, I liked, I liked the finale. I liked the message that we're not going to put, these characters together in a relationship just because fans want it or whatever. But they did spend most of the season hinting at certain relationships possibly being rekindled. And Mm -hmm. it felt like, I just wish that they had like cut ties with that and not like dragged it out. Like the Jamie Roy Keeley plotline was really Mm -hmm. dragged out. The Rebecca Sam plotline was being hinted at very heavily in the past couple episodes. Like they were, looking at each other during that rom-com movie night. Like, it's just, why even bring that back up? Like, let them move on. And, like, I I just didn't understand why hint at it at that point. So I was satisfied with the character's endings, but I wasn't satisfied with the way we got there, if that makes sense, um, personally. Yeah, actually, I I agree with that. 
Same. Or like hinting at Ted and Rebecca, even in the last episode, even in the finale. Like yeah. I thought it was funny, but I just yeah. I didn't feel like it was necessary, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you mean totally. Yeah, I I agree. I liked where everyone wound up, even if I thought some of the deftness of the storytelling was lost along the way. Yeah. Um, I at least was satisfied with most people's endpoints. Yeah. And then since <laughs> I feel like I just want to get like the rest of the negative out of the way and then we can move on to the <laughs> pros because I do yes. think this season had pros that I would like to react to. But mm-hmm. I just had two other major um, things that I didn't like. I didn't like the Zava plot line. I thought that that was an- unnecessary and they just kind of threw him out after a couple of episodes and it didn't mean anything to me. I didn't find it entertaining. I didn't find it interesting. And I don't really know what the thought process was behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know. I just felt like the Jack and Keeley plot felt stressful in a way that, I don't know. Like, it was fine, but I just didn't end up liking it very much. And I also felt like it just didn't mean anything to me. Yeah, like, how did it service the story exactly yeah i think other than i don't know how it did to be honest i don't know i just it made me feel more confused than anything and i didn't feel like it really resolved well like there was just no resolution for me there yeah it just kind of like if they were using it as a device for like putting keely's career in jeopardy it was just like a really strange way to do that, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I don't know what purpose it served exactly. Yeah. Because. Well, I yeah. do think it helped Keely develop, right? Because she ends up choosing to not pursue a relationship after that. But I also just feel like she could have chosen that regardless. Exactly. Like, yeah. Without having the Jack thing happen. I think Same. she could have just like drawn the line in the sand. Yeah, I don't know. If Jack Jack taught her anything specific about that. Yeah. I think she could have come to that same conclusion without Jack. I agree. I don't know. It was just like another extra character that kind of diluted things. Yeah. But yeah, that's the only other like major weakness I felt like I had on my list. Yeah. I mean, those are all my major gripes. Um, I think there's a lot of positives to talk about as well. Like I really liked Nate's redemption arc throughout the series and I really like the way they handled it in the finale specifically I think a lot of people were predicting like oh he's gonna leave West Ham and then he's gonna come back and take over for Ted when Ted leaves and I didn't like that I had major qualms with him taking over the team okay um because I don't feel like that would make logical sense to me like I think he does have to like earn the team's trust back I think he does have to work his way back up through the ranks. And I really liked that they had him start back out as assistant kit man. Like, Will got to keep his job. I know. (laughs) I love Will. I Um, love Will. And I think that we got to see some of, like, the really great parts of Nate again. And I think putting him back in that role just made me see season one Nate and remember all of the things that I loved about him in season one. And that made me really happy. Like I loved that. And I really like, I like that he turned the corner on his arc, not because of anything like Ted or anyone on Richmond Mm -hmm. did. He turned the corner because he realized he had something good going in his life with his girlfriend. And he saw that like a toxic person was threatening that and Mm -hmm. he chose to safeguard like the one thing that ever actually made him feel good and healthy yeah and that was how he turned the corner to stop being like shitty version of nate Mm -hmm. and that helped him be able to have the courage to come back and apologize and work his way back up at richmond i'm glad that that it just turned on a different axle and i think that that enriched and added depth to his arc. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah, and I liked seeing him realize by himself that Rupert wasn't the person to give him the validation he craved. Yeah. Because we're seeing, like, this direct contrast between Rupert and Ted, where in season two, Nate's major thing was that, like, Ted made him feel so special and then immediately, like, forgot about him and dropped him. And we know that Nate has, like, a complicated relationship with his father that, Mm -hmm. like, he just desperately craves this, like, fatherly validation. Yes. And Rupert lures him in by giving him that, by saying, like, I'm really proud of you. You're really funny. Like, I really like that joke. You should say that at the press conference and so on and so forth. But Mm -hmm. then I like seeing Nate realize all by himself that Rupert isn't genuinely that person, whereas Ted was. And I like that he heals his relationship with his dad. Like, I just think that we get to see so many good moments with Nate this season. And that was one thing that I thought was a strength. Yeah, I thought his aspects of the finale were particularly emotional as Mm -hmm. well. Like, those really hit for me. Um, Seeing him come back to a place where he feels at home Mm -hmm. and the relief on his face of having another chance was really touching. Yeah, and I liked... um I liked his interaction with Beard in the penultimate episode as well, where Beard invites him back. I thought that was really lovely. And I liked that it wasn't Ted. I didn't think that he needed forgiveness from Ted because Ted had already forgiven him in general. Like, Mm -hmm. he needed forgiveness from the team and he got shown that in multiple ways. He got shown that when the guys show up at Taste of Athens and then he also gets shown that when Beard shows up. (laughs) I like that he says, you're here to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i know it was very good i know and i loved beard's like reveal of his backstory Past. and everything yeah that was incredible stuff yeah it was really yeah. good really wholesome yeah and i like jade jade is very funny <laughs> i don't know how i feel about jade i don't I think i have her. enough information on her to have much of an opinion oh i think she's funny i like that she's always creeping She's just, like, around the corner, like, listening. She's always (laughs) doing something weird. I don't know. But she's, like, a perfect foil of Nate, I think. Because Nate's also super weird, but in a completely different and awkward way. And she's not awkward, but she's also super weird. Yeah. Um, And I think that they make a really nice couple. Yeah. I'm glad they're happy together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fictionally. Another highlight from this season that I really enjoyed was Barbara. I just really loved getting to explore Barbara. She was wonderful. I also had her on my highlight list. (laughs) Uh, I just love how fucking weird she is. She, like, wants people to beat each other up all the time. She loves violence, but it's so, like, in contrast with her general demeanor. Yeah. Wonderful. I loved it. Katie Wicks just crushed it yeah thank you katie wicks (laughs) i was so happy to see her when she showed up and so i was predisposed to like barbara Mm -hmm. but i think she just played it so tonally perfectly yes and yeah i really loved barbara as well (laughs) yeah i loved the snow globe interaction where Mm -hmm. keely buys her the snow globe and she's like but I have to pick the snow globe for myself, so can I pay for it? <laughs> Amazing. That was definitely a highlight for me. Yeah. How did Ted get that snow globe on the plane, by the way? It's definitely more than four ounces of liquid. Keely should not have given him that as a present to take but onto a plane. Is is TSA the same in London? They've made me throw out half of my toiletries at yeah. Heathrow, so... I suspect maybe. Well, when you fly first class, maybe it's different rules for you. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. It is fiction, so. I know, but it's like, as soon as he opened it, I was like, okay, as soon as she gave him a bag and said, open this up when you're on the plane, I thought to myself, oh, I hope it's not liquid. (laughs) But he opened it up and of course it's liquid. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, that's that would a never great happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should have been a smaller snow globe, man. Yeah. I did like that snow globe, though. I think it's a very, a very cute snow globe. But yeah, definitely agreed on Barbara. Mm-hmm. 
What else did you like about this season? What else did I like about this season? I liked Roy and Jamie becoming friends Mm -hmm. and having their extra training sessions. I especially liked their interactions in Amsterdam. I thought that was really cute where he teaches Roy to ride the bike. And yeah, like the Amsterdam episode was kind of hit or miss, but I really liked that part. Yeah. I just liked kind of rounding that out. And, um, I don't know, like it's, it seemed like just a really nice, healthy, mature relationship for the most part. Yeah. I did like when they They got into the fight (laughs) episode and then they leave Keely's house and they're like, we're idiots. And I was like, I love this. This is great. Yeah. More boys need to realize that they're just being, being dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was sweet. I really liked their dynamic in Mom City. Jamie's very upset and Roy and Keely are very worried about him and like trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. I thought that was just a different and interesting dynamic. And we got to see more of how much people care for Jamie. And I thought that was really nice because yeah. I think Jamie deserves so much love and he's done mm-hmm. so much growing and it made yeah. me hurt to see him so like sad and burnt out. And I love that like he gets the opportunity to heal his relationship with his father, too. Um, I know. Like, they hinted at that in the final couple of episodes, and I thought that was just really nice to see that people can grow and change and not be abusive assholes for the rest of their lives, you know? Yeah. They showed him in the finale going Mm -hmm. to see his dad in rehab. Yeah. really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I love Jamie's arc overall. That was also a really excellent... Yeah. Redemption arc. Yes. Yeah. Through season, like season two (laughs) through three, we got to see a lot of growth from Jamie. Because I remember in season one, I was like, I hate this kid. I know. Me too. He's the worst. Well, Phil Dunster, he's so good. He was so good at being hateable. So good at winning you over. Yeah. And then so good at like just being someone you root for 24-7. Yeah. He did a, a stellar job. Yes. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. I really liked uh, getting to see Trent Krim grow and interact with the team over the season. I thought that was sweet. I liked that we got to see a lot more vulnerability from him. Because in the past two seasons, we've seen him like all put together and kind of observing. And this time we get to see him like actually being a person. And I liked it. Um, I liked... (laughs) How he, I liked all of his acting during like the Diamond Dogs uh, <laughs> scenes where he would go like, rough. <laughs> I oh, yeah. loved that. Um, I also loved in Mom City when he's interacting with Ted's mom. That's like absolutely lovely. Oh, yeah. I just think he's so cute. And when he like gives them the manuscript and is like hovering and like wants Ted to like it so much. Like yeah. I just... I just thought it was so lovely and wonderful, and yeah, I was just really pleased with his character this season. I liked him and Roy dealing with their shit. I liked that like oh, confrontation yeah. in really the showers. That. <laughs> that was very good. Um, I liked him acting as kind of like a mentor to Colin. Like I thought that was really nice and sweet, um, mm-hmm. and like just being a supporter for him. And providing him advice as he, like, deals with coming out to people on the team and just having all of that going on. I thought that Trent was had, like, a very subtle role in that and provided a lot of really nice advice to Colin throughout that. I love Trent. I like his Snoopy mug. <laughs> I like how everyone agreed his hair is amazing. Yes, but yeah, definitely an enjoyable season. I also wonder if part of feeling like like things were more disconnected this season was because the previous two seasons I binge-watched, and I did not binge-watch this season. I know that you watched these seasons as they were coming out, so um, you kind of had this experience for all of the seasons, but I definitely felt like when I was coming to the next episode, I would like have a really hard time remembering what happened in the previous episode. 
from like last week, if that makes sense. Yeah. It just I know what you mean. Didn't have as much sticking power from episode to episode, I felt like. Yeah, agreed. I think it was like sort of the lack of focus is mm-hmm. what made it hard to track everything. Yeah. yeah. Um did you have a favorite episode from the season? Yeah. I really liked um episode ten, which was International Break. I there were so many good moments in that season. It's where or in that episode mm-hmm. where um a bunch of the team players go play for like their home country's teams. I really liked the rivalry between Danny Rojas and Zorro or mm-hmm. um uh Van Dam at the time. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. I really liked the monologue that Rebecca does where they're meeting with Edwin Akufu, the mm-hmm. like horrible, horrible <laughs> man that keeps ruining Sam's life. And she like has this wonderful speech where she does this like anecdote about Rupert being a young boy and sneaking into the stadium and how he grew up to own the stadium and how we shouldn't take teams and like this experience of having a sport and having something to love and be passionate about from the public. And I think that I just really loved that. I think that, um, the actress that plays Rebecca, her performance in that scene is just wonderful. And I love that it ends with a food fight from Edwin Akufu that we don't Mm -hmm. have to see, but everyone's covered in food at the end. I love that we get to see this moment of vulnerability from Rupert um, because we don't get all that much character development from him, but that's like a moment where you see him as like a real person with real emotions for a second. And not Mm -hmm. just, like, this evil villain. And I really liked that. And I guess we didn't really talk about Rupert's fall from grace. But I also really liked how the finale handled Rupert. And um, his, like, just kind of complete loss of control. Because I found... I don't know how other people felt during that scene. But it made me sad. Like, I didn't realize that, like, I would feel so bad to see Rupert act that way and to see Rupert truly lose and I think I liked the intentionality of it not feeling good to see Rupert unsuccessful like it just felt bad to watch someone's life fall apart so terribly because of decisions that they've made and I I really like the way they handled that Mm. I like that I didn't feel the urge to like cheer at someone else's lack of success if that makes sense Mm, sure yeah um and i thought that was just like really well done yeah that's fitting yeah um what was your favorite episode this season my favorite episode was mom city (laughs) the one directly following international break Mm -hmm. um that one was so weird i know that's why i loved it it was wicked weird (laughs) Oh, baby, I'm comfy. Oh, I loved it. I love um, Jamie's stepdad, though. Jamie's stepdad was a oh highlight of that episode. I don't remember his name, but oh my god. I don't either. There were so many highlights, but a major one was when um, uh, Jamie, I would say Jamie is one of the major focuses of that episode mm-hmm. because he is having a tough time mentally and the team is playing in Manchester City, his home city. And so he has to deal with the feelings of returning to that area and anticipating his dad watching him play again after they're falling out. And um, so Keely and Roy kind of follow him to his (laughs) mom's house and they meet his mom and his stepdad and his stepdad is so sweet and amazing and funny Mm -hmm. um whoever that actor is he (laughs) just absolutely made the best of his screen time so crushed it what a tall man (laughs) yeah and they see jamie's parents Mm -hmm. and his childhood bedroom and Mm -hmm. his poster of roy kent which we will and i literally (sighs) like exclaimed at when it was revealed and I don't know. The whole thing was extremely weird, but in a way that I deeply enjoyed. And yes. um, 
just absolutely loved it. I was like, why are the vibes so weird? Why is it so funny? Why is all this subtext so amazing? I love this. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And in that episode, we also got to meet Ted's mom. Yes. Who is visiting unannounced, Mm -hmm. which is a weird situation to be in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they sort of, I don't even know how to explain their interaction throughout that episode, other than it's kind of tense because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of unspoken things going on. And it all culminates in the um, thank you, fuck you speech, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really good. Like, what a way to encapsulate parent-child relationships. Yeah. And I really liked that part. I thought it was good. I thought Jason particularly crushed that scene. Mm -hmm. I really liked his performance in that. And he kind of addressed a lot of the things in his upbringing that kind of were roadblocks to him emotionally down the line. Yeah. Which was really um, a powerful. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just thought that was like a, a really powerful scene. And when it's cross-cut with Jamie and his mom mm-hmm. and their relationship, which is extremely close, <laughs> it was uh. just the culmination of... A lot of great mom energy. Yeah. I really liked it. And we had, it also had that um, confrontation between Beard and Nate, where Beard yeah. shows up at his apartment mm-hmm. and tells him his story and kind of sets him on that return trajectory. Yeah. And I loved that part because it was stirring, but also quite strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it fit the overall tone of that episode is like, it's like hit a lot of high emotional notes, mm-hmm. but like very weird overall. <laughs> and I just love that combination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did like Mom City. I I never look at the episode titles before I watch them. And so you texted me and you were like, Mom City was great. And I was like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> I know. I should have known not to text it out of context, but I also just liked the name so much. Yeah. I was just like, I it's watched funny it. to do it out of context. I was like, I, watched I don't it. know yeah. what this means. I got fired up and I was just like texting Kat, like, Mom City was a banger. <laughs> Oh, yeah. (sighs) Good finale. I definitely cried during the finale. I yelled. So I have never been into a soccer match as much as I was into that soccer match. Oh, yeah. In the finale. And I was watching it with Scott over FaceTime. And I thought I was muted. I was not muted. And I went, woo! And like threw my arms in the air when we won and uh-huh. he was just like laughing at me and I was like oh I'm mortified I'm more mortified that I'm not muted right now um <laughs> good finale I think they brought it all together in a way that I really liked the finale definitely needed to be as strong as it was so agreed I was yeah. really pleased with that mm-hmm. um I cried when Sam Got to take the picture with the Nigerian team. Oh, my God. Because he was on the Nigerian team. Oh, my God. I love that part. Jamie interacting with his dad was wonderful. I just, like, loved Mm -hmm. that, like, montage of, Mm -hmm. um, like, everyone healing and doing the things. Mm -hmm. Growth montage. Loving life. Bliss montage. Shout out to Ligma. (laughs) I know. Is there anyone else we need to touch on? How did you feel about Roy this season? I loved Roy this season. I love that they let him be weird. I loved his a monologue about that bully. It was in like episode two or three and they asked Roy how he deals with bullies. And he described this really bizarre scenario where he goes to their house. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. And beats them with ropes. That <laughs> was good. Like, Thank you so much for letting Brett cook and just be fucking strange. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that moment. Yeah, I do really um, like that. I liked that. I think he got like a little unfocused in the middle. Mm-hmm. He, I liked, like I said, I liked his relationship with Jamie. So I liked that through line. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I liked how he repaired his relationship with Trent, like you brought up. Yes. Also mm-hmm. early on in the season. And I liked his final end point. I like that he became head coach. Yes. And stayed with Richmond. That seemed really fitting. I liked that. But otherwise, I don't, I don't know if there was, I guess I was expecting t- there to be kind of a larger turnaround for him. Mm-hmm. But they did address that in the finale where he has that discussion of can people really change because he's concerned that he's incapable of growth. And so yeah, I thought that was an interesting choice. Like at least they addressed that perhaps he didn't exhibit the amount of growth that a lot of other characters did, but maybe it's a little bit more realistic that he didn't. And yeah. I think he still did. Like he went yeah. from a, being a player on the team, an aging player, to accepting retirement, to rejecting a football, to accepting a life in football again, to accepting the leadership role. Like he went yeah, through, he went through the a lot journey. of cycles of growth. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I still think Roy's the best. And in that final scene, he's, like, asking for help from his peers, too. True. Which is something mm-hmm. that he refused to do prior to that point. Like, yeah. he would do it occasionally, but, like, not. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that was a, a real turning point for him, and I really liked that. Yeah, and that's exactly what Higgins points out Oh, in yeah. that discussion. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, fucking Higgins again with the spot on advice slash observation he has several of those throughout the seasons that Mm -hmm. i'm just like fucking leslie he's paying attention man yeah i love leslie i know i love him him spilling stuff on himself all the time and being easily (laughs) startled (laughs) uh if i'm any character i'm definitely a leslie (laughs) (laughs) he's a good one to be he's like the happiest person Mm -hmm. i think he's wonderful me too. I love when he... I love the red light district. We didn't touch on that, but I love when he takes Will to the red light district. Me too, actually. Fucking amazing. That's I the best it. part of um, Sunflowers. Like, that's my favorite. I think that's what that episode was called. Where Whichever one yeah. were there in Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my favorite part wonderful. of that, too. Just wonder... That... Yeah, I really hated Ted's whole thing, where he, like thinks he's on drugs and mm-hmm. goes and tastes barbecue sauce and has like a revelation. I didn't like that. That was not my vibe. Um, but like the rest of that episode was really strong for me. I liked that episode. Um, and I know that that was not one that you particularly cared for. Um, but I thought the strengths were very strong strengths. I really like the bonding between Will and Higgins in that. Yeah, I did that. Scene. I think that was my favorite plot of that episode for mm-hmm. sure yeah i love it whenever higgins breaks out the base i love when he's just like air basing yeah like just being a fucking nerd i love it he would be such a good colleague to have <laughs> <laughs> yeah good friend yeah <laughs> my good friend higgins <laughs> yeah i think i'd like to watch it all from the beginning again not yeah. just season three, but just, like, all the way through one last time. Just because it it always makes me so happy. Like, season one's definitely a big comfort show for me. Yeah. I go back to it a lot. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what each of these people does next as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Because this has been, like, such a, a great launch pad for many of the actors and writers and creatives involved in the project because it's been so massively successful so i'm happy to see what uh what everyone moves on to after this yeah did you have a favorite character this season other than barbara (laughs) oh yeah barbara uh yeah other than barbara um i mean just my favorites same as always like um roy and trent for Mm -hmm. sure yeah um and then I would say by the end, Jamie crept up there as well Mm -hmm. because of that strong, strong performance in Mom City. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked seeing Sam grow this season, too. I loved his restaurant. 
That was very pleasing. He had such a cool restaurant. With his dad. Uh, uh, yeah. That uh, had me in tears when he when the light comes on and the dad realizes that the restaurant's named after him. Yeah. I was crying. I was like, Oh, oh. my god, I know exactly what you mean. It was wonderful. Oh, Sam's dead. Oh. Yeah. I love that we got to see him pinch his earlobe. <laughs> I can't wait to see what um Brett Goldstein does next. Me too. My eyes are peeled. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I haven't listened to his podcast episode this week yet. I wonder if he like addresses the end of the series or not. I'd oh. like to hear his thoughts on it. Yeah, I have not been doing that much podcast listening recently, but I should. Yeah, same. It's been such a crazy week. Mm-hmm. I haven't even listened to our episode this week yet. Oh. <laughs> I gotta get Dang on it. it. <laughs> I will tomorrow when I'm making brunch. Oh. I liked it. I think it's one of our most vulnerable episodes. I feel like I was very vulnerable in oh, it, God. personally. I was like... Me too. I was like, should I be Should I be banned <laughs> from this podcast? <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's good, too. I think if Ted Lasso has taught us anything, it's that vulnerability is good. for joining us this week on Friend Diagram. Thank you to Tyler Seek for the creation of our intro and outro music. Did you take any of our recommendations? Have any thoughts on the show? Let us know at frienddiagrampod at gmail.com and we might read your email on a future episode. If you can, please take a moment to rate and review the show on your podcast app of choice and we'll see you back here same place next week. Bye for now.